0: And uh, <clears throat> You think Satan don't come around with some lies and some stories um, He tells it to me and he tells it to you He, he goes all the way from Preacher Bill down to me um, That's everybody in here He can come through and he can tell you stories And get you stirred up in your heart and in your mind And um, he's just a liar and that's just how it is hey Amen He's just a liar that's just how it is And uh, whenever we learn to realize that That's all of us He's a liar And I can, can, I'm assured that uh, I'm assured that the preacher's been having a hard time. I could tell it in his voice. I could tell it in his heart. I can just tell it. And when he called me yesterday, um, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, there's way better teachers in here. There's way better preachers in here that could stand up here and do this. I thank God that Bill asked me. Um, I thank God that y'all sit here and listen to me." But uh, you know, I'm afraid of God. (laughs) When somebody asked me to do something that simple, because I'm going to be here, and if I've studied every little bit, I ought to be able to talk and testify about something that the Lord's given and uh, or done for me. And uh, you know, and I didn't really have anything. Preacher stopped by today, and um, after as soon as he left, there's another boy come in there and stopped by. So I'm a good talker. Uh, I talked, I don't know, for an hour or two to Bill. And then wasn't it, Victoria, just as soon as Bill left, the federal from uh, State Electric rolled in up there, and he stood there and we talked. I'm like, man, I ain't got nothing done. I'm behind on work as is. And uh, sometime or another I need to study. And uh, so God will give you something. And uh, um, y'all know, uh, oh, and uh, Mark Lowe, he lives in Georgia, you know, old Mart Lowe. He called me he just out of the blue today. Victoria was in there for part of it. And uh, I seen his phone and I answered it. And um, he said, Tell Pastor Bill, hello. And um, But uh, he got to ask me, um, you know, about his dad. He said that his dad would give him a uh, cow, uh, his family down there and give him a cow and some of the people he works with i guess he's still on military base down there down around georgia but um he said that um the people in his church and the people he he uh fed and give the food to um they took up a love offer and uh he said um i was gonna send it you know way of a money order and send it to uh like walmart or somewhere and have somebody pick it up and uh he said man i was gonna have my brother and Somebody else do it. And uh, he said, Man, I, God laid it on my heart to call you. And I mean, I ain't talked to him in a long time. And he was like, Man, my dad's a little more open to about the Lord. And I've heard him mention Mount Vernon Church before and them Spurlins. And uh, he said, Man, <clears throat> he said, I ain't telling you to. He said, But I sure would like for you to go by there. And I was like, you know, I didn't know what to say, you know. I've only met him, as far as I know, one time, and it seemed like me and Rusty Hawks, or Terry King, or it's been years ago, might even been books. But we went by there years ago. And uh, so I don't really know him, so y'all help me pray. But I told Mark if he'd get that and let me get it picked up, I'll go by there. And um, so y'all pray. Um, I want to go with the love of God. And before I got off, and, uh, This is kind of what I got to where I'm at. And uh, you can ask Victoria. um, He said, you I want to tell you something. He said, you know, in days I was walking up and down White Dirt Road and Hodges Mill Road. I thought, yeah, I'm every. He said, you know, you stopped and talked to me several times. And he said, you know, you wasn't very bit mean to me, but you told me the truth. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you said, man, you can't go to heaven in this shape. I don't care. You can't go to heaven. And he said, I want you to know that stuck. He said, that stuck. And uh, this was a boy sung up here when he was a kid. And this is a, you know, he, he was raised in a Christian home to start with. And uh, there's a lot of us that's been raised in a Christian home to start with. Our homes are split up. Our homes just went different ways. Yeah. We went against the word of God, but He told me right there, and I mean, it made me cry. I couldn't help it; I didn't want to cry up there in front of everybody. He said, "Brother, I'm gonna pray before we get off here. You care?" I said, "No, nah, sir. Let's pray." Hey. And uh, but He said, "I want you to you know the times you pulled over and talked to me, because he uh, he dated Savannah. That's the reason why. I mean, I, he was at my house." And then he got out and started doing that. So I knew him. And uh, he might have even dated Tanya too. I don't know. But he was there. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I know she dated Mark or Matt. I get them confused. But that was Mark. But what I'm saying is they was in my house. And, um, I, you know, I was just afraid he was going to die and go to hell. And I am scared right now. But I ain't got that desire no more to hear people and talk to people and tell them if I give up on them. Amen. And that's what my thought was tonight. Um, Galatians chapter number 6. and and I mean, it's as basic and simple a thought as you can have. And uh, I thought Bill was going to bring it out right there uh, when he was just talking. But it's probably about every church service you have. Somebody says something about it. Um, But it's Galatians chapter number 6. I'll give you a minute, and, uh, but it tickled me. You know what? It made me feel good, Jamie. I mean, it just made me feel good. <laughs> I started, I looked at Victoria, and, I, you know, I was glad Victoria sat there and heard it, because I had him on speakerphone. I didn't know he was going to come out with all that, and uh, it made me feel good. It made me feel good, because he was, he was uplifting me and telling me thank you for doing something. Right, yeah. And he did, and he still he'll call preacher Bill. He said, "Call him pastor. He's Pastor Bill, you know." And uh, praise God for that, man. And uh, it just it uplifted me. <laughs> you know what? We can be an uplift to people. Hey, man, can't we uplift you? Don't it feel good when somebody comes through? Roger Golden, I want you to know, if I ain't never told you, man, it's been an honor to stand be in this church with you up here reading that word of God, Amen. and. If, it's been an absolute honor to hear that. And uh, I'm just going to be honest with you, Butch. To hear you teach, it's been an honor to be in this church and listen to you teach. Preacher Bill, Lamont, to hear y'all preach right up here, it's been an honor. It's an honor to sit down with my family. When they're, when when my family's here, it's an honor. It makes me feel good that my family's here with me. It's an honor when I see Jansen and Stacy in the back. It it pleases, thank God that Bill and able to be here. It's an honor. And if we don't lift up one another, what are we doing? Amen. We forget that. Amen. And I didn't think nothing much about that, pulling over and saying, hey, boy, you can't go to heaven in the shape you're in. Doped up, drunk. I mean, I didn't think nothing about it. And now, Bill, I'm thinking, man, do I tell people like that now? I mean, do do I see them walking up? I did it for T.J., I pulled over, and T.J. said he got tired of seeing me. Every time he'd go to walking up and down the road here, I'd come by. But I thank God. You know what I mean? And uh, I had that burden. I didn't want to see T.J. dying and go to hell. Amen? Hey, I just didn't. What about now? What about now? We need to lift each other up. Uh, Galatians um, chapter 6. and uh, We're going to start at verse number 1. And I, I just... I don't know, I just like to read definitions because sometimes things mean different than what you think they mean sometimes. <clears throat> but it says, uh, chapter 6, verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Amen, and I like to think that was what I did when I talked to that feller. Hey man, I'm scared of God. I don't want to back up on God. I still do. I'd be a liar if I stood up here and said I didn't. Mike, man, there's sometimes I just ain't godly. <laughs> That's just how it is. There's just some days, and probably even the majority of days, I just ain't walking on that cloud. But there's every once in a while I can get a hold of the Lord and walk and be pleasing unto Him. And then things happen. And then things happen. But it and and, and what I I first this ain't what I was wanting to get to this a little further. But uh, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, and I looked up the fault, a definition of fault, it says weakness, failing, defect, imperfection, hey, amen, has any of y'all got them? <laughs> I got a whole bunch of them. And then sin, just straight up sin. It says brethren, and it calls them brethren, don't it? It don't not admonish them as a brother. It says brethren. If any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore. And I looked up restore. That says to bring back or put back or to reinstate. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. And, man, have y'all ever looked up a definition of meekness? Because of them fruits of the spirit. over in Galatians 5, right before this, meekness covers about half a dozen of them. All at one time. And, uh, man, am I Meek? I ain't never been meeting my brother. Some days I'd need him. I'd love to need him right between the eyes. And I'm, I'm being truthful. I'd love to need him, take one of them tanks, them oxygen tanks up there and just bust him right across the head with it. Boy, it's real Christian, ain't it? Huh? I mean, I'm being honest, right? Why didn't I why didn't I treat Mark Lowe like that? Did I care more about Mark Lowe than I do my brother. The way I treated him, I do. The way I treat him, I do. But it says right here, it says meekness. The definition I wrote down is patience, long suffering, forbearance, gentleness, humbleness. All in one word. Man, that's a big word, ain't it? Meekness. Lord, help me to be meek. Hey, Amen. I want to be meek. Sometimes I just ain't. Uh, I thought about it Sunday. Preacher Bill put me up here and said he was going to put put me on the bus. He, and I told Brendan, I said, Lord, I've been putting on a bus way back there a lot worse. <laughs> right? And I, that's what I told Brendan. I was like, Lord, that was an easy time there. And then, you want to know what? About third quarter of that football game, and I think books texted me and said somebody was hollering up his ass. About <laughs> <laughs> third quarter of that football game. <laughs> Somebody said something that made me mad. And I said, well, let me tell you my opinion. And Nikki then said I got loud, and I did. But I was telling the truth. And But uh, I got loud. I wasn't mad or angry. It was just I was making my point. It was just like the rooster crowed. Hey, man, I thought about Preacher Bill. I'm telling you the truth. I was like, here I am, hollering and yelling over something that means absolutely nothing. Victoria was like, and I think Erica was up there, Lord. I think I run her off. <laughs> she probably didn't want to hear that. But, I mean, I really, I didn't think nothing about it. But then, boom, it hit me, and I'm like, there's it. There I am hollering and yelling after Bill called me up. I mean, being honest. But is that being meek when you're in that? I'm afraid we really get in that st- I was talking about a football team, and that don't really matter. But we get that way over spiritual things in church and life. And we get that way, and it ain't meeting us. We ain't coming about with meeting us. We need to remember there's people looking at our life. And that was a reminder today. I mean, it's been, you know what, it's been a long time since I've seen Mark Lowe. Last time I seen him, he said, man, I just had told my wife about you. He said, I just had told my wife a testimony of you picking me up and talking to me and telling me me you love me, and I couldn't go to heaven that way. And he said, "Lo and behold, I was walking through Fisher, or I was driving around Fisher uh, Fisher River Park." He said, "There wasn't not one person in the whole area, and there are you and that dog come walking through." And he said, "I was just had told her about that, and I was like, <laughs> and uh, so man, people comes to you with things, and they're looking at your life. Hey, they're looking at us when we puffed up and pout up, and don't they? Looking at us when we ain't at church. Amen. man." Amen. And I know we get tired of hearing Bill talk about this. You want to know why it don't bother me when he says something about vacation like it used to bother me? Because most time I'm here now. Fifteen, twenty years ago, I went on a few times. And when Bill said something about it, it made me mad. Right? Yeah. Amen. You want to know why it don't make me so mad now, Josh? Because he called me and Stevie Gold out, And uh, he told Janet, he said, I wasn't going to say nothing. He got right up here. He said, I told Janet I wasn't going to say nothing this year about vacation, so I'm going to say one thing to be done with it. <laughs> and it was me and Stevie and Allison, and we all just got back from the beach, and we missed Sunday morning. We missed Sunday down there. And this was Wednesday night. Bill said, I hope I ain't late." And I was a young Christian, two or three years old in the Lord. I didn't really know no better. I mean, I'm just being honest. He said, I hope I ain't laid out on Myrtle Beach when the Lord comes back. And, man, it cut me. It cut me. You want to know why? Because I could have been here on Sunday. And I ain't talking about somebody that goes to the Bahamas. Or I mean, I know you can't set them dates sometimes. But I'm telling you, for Myrtle Beach, I can get here. I can get up on Sunday morning and get here in time enough to be at church. Amen. So we make an excuse when we don't come to church. But we get mad at the preacher or somebody about it. Don't do that. Amen. Just on up to your mistakes. Say, Lord, forgive me. I've got to do better. Amen. And that's how we get somewhere. But it says right here, Such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Oh, my Lord. What a great big statement. Bear ye one another's burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. And it, I mean, love your neighbor as yourself. Right? How many of us in here can honestly say you love your neighbor? I'm going to tell you, there's a time or two if I really get right with the Lord, I love my neighbor as myself. But there's a whole lot of times I like my, my myself way better. And that's just being honest. Amen, I go in the way Larry wants to go most of the time. Amen, thank God for Sundays and Wednesday nights, and thank God for being able to flip on sermon audio. I thank God for TJ and Justin and some of these boys that's on fire. I'm going to tell you what they're doing. They're helping stabilize the church because they're on fire. And whether you own it, when Butch and them goes to the prison and they see 15, 20 people stay and they get pumped up, fired up about you know what it is? And I know some of us get jealous over it. Don't lie about it. You get jealous over it when they get fired up and pumped up. You don't know why, because we ain't fired up and pumped up ourselves. I've been that way. I've been that way. So thank God for y'all that's stabilizing the church. Because when we miss, we get mad. When we ain't here, we get mad. When we ain't going to church, I don't know somebody sent me something about a revival going on in Kentucky right now. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know if it's of God or not. I do not know. But I hope I hope to God it's right out of heaven. Yeah. Heaven sent, people getting saved. That's all. I mean, when you hear a college, it's out a college. And you hear her taking over and young people getting saved. And I'm all up for that. Amen. I'm all up for that. And I hope it's true. I, Jeffrey sent me something today. Asked me if I seen it. I said, I did read. I read about it. I sure did been going on. I don't know if it still is, but a lot of people getting saved. So I thank God for it. Amen. I, I want to see people get saved. What about y'all? Amen. Hey, man. I want to see people get saved. You know what? If I really had the desire to see people get saved, they'd be more getting saved. Amen. I've got to get back to work. I've got to get back to work. And it says, bury you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, and I think myself to be something sometimes, just being honest. And I fail, <laughs> I fail, Lamont. Just as soon as I pat myself on the back, that's Victoria. She gets to sit right there and see me fail all the time, don't you? And she looks at me and she said, "Daddy, just breathe." Right? I mean, I don't cuss or nothing. I mean, I might for the days out. But by the grace of God, it's been 22 years. Amen. By the grace of God. By the grace of God, I don't drink no more. But it don't mean I won't. Amen. Amen. By the grace of God, I ain't left my wife yet. By the grace of God. It ain't nothing in Larry Johnson. I'd have done been gone. I'd have done been drunk. I'd have done been cussing if it was up to Larry Johnson. All of that would have took place. I'd have done been there. You know what? I've heard people say it, and me and Bill talked about it today. devil won't get me with drinking. Oh, yeah. He might not start it out with drinking. He'll wind you right back up to there. <laughs> Ask Butch. I guarantee you there's a bunch in jail said, Well, I, I won't never go back. Oh, yeah. If you ain't careful, by the grace of God, we won't never. Amen. <laughs> Without God, I'm nothing. Kenny, I've got to have the Lord to finish this race. Hey Amen. You've got to have the Lord to finish this race. Bill, we've got to have the Lord to finish this race. That's the only way. And it says right here, but let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. And when that boy first called today, I was like, man, why is he calling me Want me to go give his daddy that? That's the first thing I thought. I'm thinking, why is he calling me? I don't even know his daddy. That's the first thing I thought. You know who thought that? Satan. Throw that in there and want me. First thing he want me to do is just tell him, no, I ain't going. Because that's the easy way. The easy way, he said, man, I ain't got time. And I am sitting there making excuses, making. and I was like, and then that boy testified, you know what, I said, buddy, you get that money up there and we'll find a way to get over there. But you know what, if he hadn't testified and give me part of his testimony that I wasn't even thinking nothing about, and I'm like, man, you know, testifying and doing good feels good, don't it? Hey, man, living right, don't it feel good? Hey, man, it feels good. And then it says right here, I ain't even got to where I was going, but, but uh, for every man shall bear his own burden, The next couple verses: Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Amen. If you've got some knowledge, you need to give it out there. Amen. Don't take it for granted. You got knowledge or not? Tell somebody. Jamie, tell somebody. I thank God for the people in here because you'll tell somebody. Tell them. It says, "Be not deceived." Right here is where I was wanting to get. Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption. You know what a football game is? It ain't spiritual. Hey Amen. I'm a football fan. I like it. Hey Amen. I could get down to three point stance right now. Hey Amen? I love it. But it ain't never a bit spiritual. You want you to know something. <laughs> you talking about picking up a 300 pound man and making him feel like he weighed nothing. March the 25th of 2000 in the putt-putt games parking lot because somebody cared enough to witness to me. Because somebody cared enough. Why would he take time out for somebody he didn't even really know that much? You don't know why he had the love of God about it. Why did Bill take enough time come by my house, him and Rusty and come by my house and Stevie and maybe even Randy Stewart, maybe why did they have enough? Because they love me. Hey man, they had enough because I come to church up here and I I made my promise to Rusty. Why did Rusty Hawks and Stevie Golden and Jerry uh, King come by my house? Why? Why did they come by there and invite me? Because they loved me. Because they was trying to sow the spirit. They was trying to do spiritual work. And they loved me. You know what? It worked. Hallelujah. You want to know what? Do If we love people, we'll get back to doing our spiritual work. Amen. I've got to do more spiritually. We've got to do more spiritual. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, That shall he also reap. Man, most of my time, y'all be honest, is most of your time sowing to the flesh or sowing to the spirit? Huh? (laughs) Lamont, we go hours. We go hours. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm picking on Lamont. But when it's 10 after on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, he's looking at me. And I know he's picking at me, but he's being honest too. It's 10 after 11. He's like, we need to be starting. Just church, church starts at 11, he said. But it's a football game. We can sit there all day. Right? Guilty. Guilty. I'm guilty of that. Hey, man, we're guilty of that. Hey, I've been to Coco. You know what my favorite race was to go to? Coco 600. You want to know why? Because it's 600 miles. And the longer it lasted, the better I liked it. That's the truth. I was like, well, I couldn't get enough of it. And the more I could drink, right, the more I could, and you know what? I come to church for an hour and a half, two hours, and I think, man, what are we doing up here? So, I mean, we need to reap, we need to sow to the Spirit more so we can reap more of the Spirit. It says, "Um, sow, the definition of sow is to plant seeds by scattering by scattering it on or in the earth. Amen? Amen? On or in the earth, Miss Emma, we got work to do. Hey, and I didn't just do this. I did this to uplift y'all. Miss Emma, man, it is an honor to sit at church with you. It is a privilege to see you in your spot. It is an absolute honor to know that when I first come in this church that you met me back there. And I'm like, why did she come and hug my neck and tell me that she loved me? Why? Why did you tell me that, Miss Emma? I want to hear it some more. Hey, man, I want to hear it some more. Preacher, why did y'all come by there and tell me you love me? I want to hear it some more. Don't let up, Josh. Tell me you love me. I need to hear it. You need to hear it. We need to tell each other we love each other. Amen? That's what it's all about. God loved us enough that he went on the old cross. And i think, man, why did he have to do all that? Because he loved me. That's the only reason. There ain't no other reason other than God loved us. Amen. God loved us. His son loved us. And now the Holy Spirit's here. And don't make the Holy Spirit mad. By sin. Amen. Don't make. And it says to reap. reap Is to receive a harvest. As a consequence. Of one's own. Or other people's actions. A result. A result whether it be good or bad. Amen. The Bible says, For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Man, and that's what I want. What about y'all? Big John, I love you, buddy. I love you. Man, and Big John will tell you, if you ever sit down, and I know it's hard for him to talk, but he'll tell you, you want to know why he had his stroke? He'll tell you why. Now, I ain't saying this bad. Me and Big John, we drunk. We had a good time together. And I loved him then. I love him even more now. Hey, Amen. But he'll tell you, we did things wrong. Big John knew better. I didn't know better. Not to my defense, but I didn't know better. I didn't know I was going to die and go to him. If I did, I'd have thought about some of that stuff. Amen. I'd have thought about some of that. Big John, he'll tell you, I think I had that stroke. I think that happened to me because of the things he did and the things he lived. Ain't that right, buddy? That's what he'll tell you. I don't know. Maybe things is happening in my life, I could have done better. Don't y'all think like that? I'm like, man, Lord, when Dakota got on that old dope Man, it was a handful. I am thinking, man, what could I have done better? I could have done more. I could have done more. I even went to the code and asked him. Listen to me. Big John says, and I really believe that night before I got saved, Butch, I think that was the last time, because I'd been coming to church up here for a few months. I done got under conviction a few times. And I really believe that night right there was my last night. I felt like God told me that this is your time now, boy. I mean, He even so much as sent the lightning that Stevie said He wouldn't send. Hey, man, He sent the lightning. He knew I was hard headed. Hey, man, what's it gonna take for you? Hey, man, what's it gonna take for you tonight? We've got to get back, Nikki. I promise you, I'm not mad at you at all if you miss church. But it's an honor to sit at the house of the Lord with you. And I miss it when you ain't here. Amen. Amen. And that ain't trying to be me. That's being honest. When Victoria Victoria ain't in here, or Tanya ain't in here, and Nikki's just like my daughter. I know she's not. She's my niece. But when Tanya ain't here, when Savannah, I miss Savannah being at church. I'd give anything if Savannah was up here at church with me. Amen. I miss it when Dakota don't come. I'd give anything if Dakota was in here with me. Amen, but I thank God that Victoria's here. I thank God that Sailor's here. I thank God that Tanya and Sophie's here. I thank God that Nikki's here. I thank God that Big John's here. I thank God that Brenda comes. Y'all pray for Brenda. She's having a hard time. Amen, I don't hurt like Brenda. I don't suffer like that. Not yet. Maybe one day. But I thank God that she's able to come as much as she gets to come. A lot of people, if it hadn't been for that surgery, that's got what Brenda got, be dead by now. And I thank God I take it for granted. I'm not near as nice and sweet to her as I ought to be. Amen. And I'll miss her when she's gone. She'll probably outlive me. But if she's ever gone, I'll miss her. Amen. I love her. You want to know why I love her? Because we pulled out of this parking lot. And she told me, pulling out of this parking lot, as a lost man, knowing that I just walked away from a time of salvation. And she told me, she said, you know, God only got to deal with you one time. Why did she tell me that? Why did she tell me that? And it eat at me, preacher. It eat at me. And you know what? There was a boy I worked with. I've got a testimony and there's a lot to it. There's a boy I worked with. And he said, Larry, I said, tell me, you think I'd die and go to heaven or die and go to hell? He said, you want me to tell you the truth? I said, well, yeah. The way I know the Bible, he said, I don't believe you can go to heaven and shape you in. Why did he tell me that? Thank God. And this is my, this is my last point right here. <laughs> And let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. Preacher, and let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. And I, I looked up a definition of faint, and it's to lose heart. And if there's anybody in our church that we would think wouldn't lose heart, it'd be Preacher Bill. I want you to know something. Preacher Bill's out of heart a little bit. He might not want me to say that, but I can tell it in him. I I can feel it in him. Hey, man, he's out of heart. Little Bill, I love you, man. I I appreciate you. If it wasn't for you preaching the word of God, I probably wouldn't be standing here today. Amen. Amen. So don't get out of heart, because if nothing else, I'm looking at you, and I need you. I need you not to get out of heart. I've seen the man go through some battles. I'll never forget the day they had to help him walk up this aisle, and just hold on to this thing to even get up here to talk, because he had that crystals or whatever, and we made him out the hospital, and he couldn't even get in a wheelchair. And I'm telling you, when they he was just I thought he was just going to talk, and before that service was over, he was going out this, up and down this aisle with, a, with that one leg up, kicking and preaching. And I'm telling you, and when he got done. They had to set him right back down there again, had to help him get. That's God that we serve. He's able to do that. He's able to do that. Amen? So I thank God. He's able. Tonight, I love you. And um, there's one more thing that I did right down there. Um, and I got to thinking. It says, brethren, very first verse, and I'm quitting. If a man be overtaken in a fault... Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Brethren, not to be excused, right? Our sin ain't to be excused. Not to be destroyed. I ain't supposed to come down on you with hate and kill you. Not to be ignored. And our country's ignoring sin. And we've allowed it as a church. We've allowed it. And I just, I don't know why, but that's the last thing I wrote down sitting out here in the parking lot. We've ignored it. We've ignored it. I love you tonight. And I thank God. And if I've ever made somebody mad, it ain't because I meant to. Now, if it made you sin mad, that's one thing. If it made your flesh mad, I'm sorry. But we'll just have to go with it. Amen. I love you tonight. Thank God. Bless more. I mean, when I think faint, I think pass out. But the definition I looked up in my Bible, it says get out of heart. So that's just a different definition. Amen. Right. And then two weeks ago, I got mad at work, and I was praying. There's a little girl that's an atheist, and she cried to me and she said, Mrs. Sounds like you can live on my side now. Oh, oh. Right. And it makes you feel bad, too, daughter. Hey, I've been, I been in them shoes more than I've been in them other shoes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I've been in them shoes more than I've been in them shoes. Right, right. 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 And uh, that's what we got to do, ain't it? And I was watching shows last night. I don't even remember what they were, but there was a whole lot of apologies and a whole lot of forgiveness i'm thinking man if, if hollywood can put that out there a whole lot of uh, forgiveness and a lot a whole lot of moving on man what's us christians supposed to be like we definitely ain't supposed to be holding on to it you know amen i thank god for you